Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through 1 Peter. Today is episode 1008, and we're looking at 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 12. Let's read the passage. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because of his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now, for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy, because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that would come to you searched and carefully investigated inquired into what time or what circumstances the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating when he testified in advance to the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. These things have now been announced to you through those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Angels long to catch a glimpse of these things. This is Peter's letter to the sojourners of the diaspora, Gentile Christians living in the Roman Empire, specifically Asia Minor. And he's sending this letter to be carried around to them to encourage Christians who are living in some tough times, persecution. So this section today, verses 3 through 12, is one long sentence in the original Greek. Is one giant run-on sentence. It's basically uh, divided in three sections. Verses 3 through 5 are talking about salvation belongs to believers. Verses 6 through 9 are saying that the future inheritance outweighs the difficulties. So live with joy in your salvation. And then verses 10 through 12 are talking about praising God because... We live in the age of fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies of Christ. So let's pick it up. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he's given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. All right, there's a lot in here. First he says, Blessed be the God and Father. So, he's talking about us blessing God. Now, doesn't God bless us? Yeah, he does. But don't we bless God? Absolutely, we do. I think a good way to think about this is, God blesses us by the good things he does for us. We bless God by the good things we say about him. Or you can even say, praise and worship. We say good things about him to others, but we also say good things to him through our praise and worship. So that's how we bless God. And so blessings belong to God, who is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
and says, because of the great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope. Now, new birth, he basically, this is one word, new birth. It basically means reborn or born again. And it's something he has given us. So this is God's action that gives us this new birth. And there's three things that float out of this new birth. New birth into a living hope. That's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So living hope is one thing that comes out of this new birth. The other thing is this inheritance. Inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. So inheritance, that's something we get from God. Now, in the Old Testament, the inheritance for God's people was the promised land. Now, we talked about the inheritance of the land. But in the New Testament, inheritance is really, it's the kingdom of heaven. It's eternal life in heaven with God. It's not that we get to live nice lives in the promised land. We get to live perfect lives in heaven in direct relationship with God. And the sojourners and aliens here, this is their true home, heaven. So that's the inheritance. And then verse 5, you are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. This is the third item of this new birth. The first, you have a living hope. Second, you have an inheritance. Third, you have salvation. Now, what is salvation? And this is a good question to ask every now and then. We talk about being saved. Saved from what? Saved from God's judgment on sin. That's what we're being saved from. So we're being saved from God, but being saved by God from his judgment. And that occurs through faith. Faith is required to the end to escape God's judgment. As he says, to be revealed in the last time. That's the judgment of God, the final judgment. And we're being saved, and that's through faith. So our faith has to persevere to the end. But the good news is, he mentions God's power here. It is God's power that sustains our faith. So it's not just up to us to keep clinging to, but... God himself empowers us to do this, to maintain our faith. So three through five, this is talking about salvation, the salvation that belongs to believers. And we skip into the second section here in verse six. We're talking about this future inheritance outweighs the current difficulties. You rejoice in this, what? This hope that he's been talking about. Even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials. We'll pause there. If necessary? This implies that it is necessary. That this is God's plan that this suffering takes place. Well, it is part of God's will. And so why? What's the purpose of this? He answers that in verse 7. So that the proven character of your faith more valuable than gold, which, though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay, compares it to gold. You refine gold by exposing it to intense heat. You melt it. The impurities float up to the top. They're skimmed off, and you're left with pure gold. And so he talks about, essentially, faith is refined through the sufferings. Difficult times reveal true faith. It's easy to, quote, have faith when everything's great and easy. 
But when things get difficult, that's where faith is refined and the true faith is revealed. That's one of the reasons God allows us to go through tough times to prove our faith. Doesn't he know our faith? Does he need to prove it? Well, it's more to prove it to us. So that if we see a lack of faith, we know something needs to change there about our faith. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him and rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you're receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So he's commending them that they never see Jesus. They never saw Jesus in the flesh. They don't see Jesus now. But they have faith in Jesus. They believe in Jesus. They love Jesus. And this is what results in their joy, even in the tough times. It says the salvation of your souls. Be careful we don't make that some immaterial aspect of our being. When he says souls, he means our whole being. The second session, verses 6 through 9, this is talking about living in joy, even in spite of difficult circumstances, because of this future hope. Verse 10, concerning the salvation Prophets who prophesied about the grace that would come to you, searched and carefully investigated. Making a point here, the prophets who prophesied. So he's making a big point here about the prophets. There were prophets and they gave prophecies. Yeah, that's what prophets do. But they searched and carefully investigated. Verse 11, they inquired into what time or what circumstances the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating when he testified in advance to the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. So the Spirit of Christ, he's talking about the Holy Spirit sent by Christ, because it was the Holy Spirit who guided the prophets who prophesied. And the Holy Spirit was the one who testified about the coming of Christ. Verse 12, it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. These things have now been announced to you by those who preach the gospel to you, by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. So the prophets who prophesied about the coming of Christ, about the plan of God, they didn't get to see these things themselves. But we now see these things. And this should result in praise because we are living in the age of fulfillment of these Old Testament prophecies about Christ. So while the prophets didn't get to see them, we do. Then he adds here at the end, angels long to catch a glimpse of these things. Catch a glimpse. Basically, uh, it's a, the direct translation is stoop to see. So think about angels stooping down to see. They're very interested in all of this. Now, it's not that they're scratching head, or their head saying, what is God doing? It's they are excited about God's plan. Elsewhere, the Bible tells us the angels rejoice when someone comes to faith. Angels are excited because this is God's plan. Jesus, the Son of God, God the Son, second member of the Trinity, came to earth and suffered and died for this salvation. And so angels are very interested because this is God's plan and they are excited about God's plan. So yes, they're watching intently as all this plays out. Angels long to catch a glimpse. So the angels desire to stoop to see 
what's going on with all this? Because this is the plan of God playing out, and they get to be a part of it. So all this is providing encouragement for people who are living in tough times. They were living in tough times. There was persecution of Christians, and Peter's intention is to encourage them. Yeah, you got some tough times, but step back and think about what all this means, that you are able to be part of God's plan. Whatever you're going through now doesn't compare to what's in store for us. This inheritance is promised and kept in store for us in heaven and salvation from the judgment of God and future eternity with God in heaven. The prophets were excited about this. They didn't get to participate in it then. And angels are excited about it right now. And they're watching intently as it all plays out. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through First Peter.